Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy romance and romantic fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm, good. Today is Monday, September 6th. When I was setting up the Zencaster, I put the date in there and I uh, almost put September 4th. I think because I was looking at the third on Friday, but time flies. Already September 6th. It's a Labor Day holiday here in the US. <clears throat> Not a holiday for writers who are only mental stupidors. Ah. Especially those of us who need to turn in a book to their proofreader um, a week from Wednesday. <laughs> is it just me or is my deadline are is my are my deadlines getting tighter as the year slides on by. I think it's really just these last two <clears throat> and this one's a consequence of that one. Hopefully the next ones will be better. Um, I always have the opportunity with bright familiar don't yell at me that I could push that really state back if I need to um with dragon's daughter I already pushed it back once on Amazon um, because I made a mistake because I just put it in there for the wrong date. Uh, I had the original release date of September 10th which um astute listeners among you will note is four days from now. I have a spreadsheet where I calculate what my release dates can be. So uh, it's pretty elaborate of course because I'm the spreadsheet queen right. Uh, sorry making a bob there. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> I'm, I'm not comfortable this morning. That's my problem here. There. So uh, the spreadsheet. So it been refined over time added to but I calculate out how long it takes me to draft a book. I do pad it a little bit for when the book slows down. Then I have time for cooling time for beta reading time for revising. Um, the farther down the process it gets the more definite the turnaround time like I know for Amazon that I have to put in upload four days before it works out to four days even though Amazon says three for instance if I'm releasing on September 24th which I am it's actually at 11 p.m. Pacific time US Pacific time on the 23rd for me. Uh, so then it's three days before that. So functionally it's four days on my calendar. Four days to upload, um, a day for proofing and any corrections. My formatter prefers three days turnaround. He can do it in 24 if I need him to. I try not to abuse that. And my proofreader is down to five days uh, with a day in between for proofreading. So those things I have stacked out pretty clearly. <clears throat> like with the <clears throat> I can do 24 hours instead of three days. I um 
that's a little bit of buffering in there and it doesn't really take me a full day to uh, go through track changes and that sort of thing. So again there's a bit of buffering in there but where the real sliding occurs is I know that I need to get it to my proofreader by a particular date um, because that's her time and then where the where it really slides is like the beta reading and revising and stuff um, but I've already been revising I didn't quite finish the revision on Friday I've still got like 50 pages to go but and then about 22,000 words to add yep I could do it it'll just be tight um, it'll be fine worked out fine on the last book right wearing a new dress today see it's purple matches my my iridescent purple mug in a way it has butterflies on it you guys probably can't see it on even if you're on video Let's see if I could show you my skirt without showing anything I'm kind of sitting on a lot of it here see butterflies they're pretty so um so yeah that's where I am I'm not feeling panicked I know I'm a ever so slightly spacey I've got book brain um, but the other thing I notice, and I've talked about this before but I do think it's an interesting phenomenon that um, writers often talk about plot bunnies about the new shiny about uh, getting an idea in the midst of work for something else entirely while working on a thing. Um, and there's a couple things going on here and I've, I know I've talked about this before but I do think it's worth revisiting because I discover something new about it or I discover it anew every time. Um, so one thing that happens is that sorry I started thinking about something else one is displacement activity it's the um, the urgent desire to be doing anything but what you're doing writing a book is hard finishing a book is harder um, having the ability to stick through a book all the way to the end is one of the um, maybe least discussed not least discussed but it's not always discussed how important that is uh, to writers um, that having the grit to go all the way through and stick it out is um, it just takes a lot it kind of goes back to that blog post that I did uh, last week on the you know this whole thing if you're bored your reader will be too you know it's like sometimes it's maybe bored isn't the right word uh, some of the other SFF 7 defined it in different ways but you know it's it's not necessarily boredom but it's definitely feeling that grinding slog and I appreciated those of you who weighed in and said yeah <laughs> uh, Marcella's Marcella Bernard's post on Friday I thought was particularly good she really um, she really nailed it about the how you just get sick of yourself you get sick of of your own process and you get tired of the book and it's it ain't easy there's a reason why 
so many people talk about writing books and not many of them actually do it. So one thing that happens is people get partway through a book and then they go oh look a squirrel oh look a plot bunny and they go chasing the plot bunny and they they write it down and I do think that this is a kind of um, brain displacement this is uh, looking for sort of our subconscious or our brains or what have you uh, seizing on anything to get us out of the pain of writing that thing that we're supposed to be writing that we don't want to write anymore happens to everyone the difference between professional writers and those who uh, don't finish books is that the pros keep going uh, stick it through and it's it ain't fun it ain't fun sometimes sometimes it is so uh, but then I think there's something else going on because I've noticed that I took the weekend off um, I worked on some other things I got quite a few things off of my to do list which was great but I did not work on the book tempting though it was I knew that um, it would just make me tired and I needed a couple days away from it but I kept thinking of more ideas um, I I came up got like three ideas for new books over the weekend and there's one I mentioned last week that was like the new secret project that I knew you guys would be annoyed with me about the one that would have a uh, action packed opening let's call that the uh, I'll never remember my code names will I um, the action fantasy it's the action fantasy I still think it's a great idea and I keep thinking about that one I kind of want to write that it's actually I had a new idea and then it fits perfectly in with this other idea I've been nursing so it's a good one I'm also thinking about the science fiction book that I started a while ago that um, we weren't able to place that I am planning to self publish I had another conversation with Sarah I don't know if I mentioned that agent Sarah uh, where we decided I wanted her to go back and talk to some of the editors and ask if um, if I took out this one element if they would want to see it again and um, she just felt like that wouldn't be productive so I was like okay I'll self publish it so I'm planning to do that early next year in my spare time no actually I have it on the schedule I have it figured in uh, that that's probably what I'll write after bright familiar mosquito uh, <laughs> oh look a mosquito so then I had um, another idea and and I'll just tell you you guys I got an idea for a vampire story and I even asked Dorinda and we came back from break and I said is it wrong that I want to write a vampire story and she said girl I have three vampire stories outlined <laughs> it's like geez I want to do a vampire story seriously want to do a vampire story uh, and she it's funny because she asked me what mine's about she said do you mind saying what it's about <clears throat> and it's funny when I 
tried to tell so Dorinda is someone I tr- I trust you know I've talked about shaken baby syndrome before I should probably explain it just in case you're a new listener um shaken baby syndrome is a somewhat gruesome analogy but I think it's perfect for uh what it's like when you have a new story idea or even a, a book or story that's just a little ways along uh, and you give it to someone too soon and they shake it and they give it brain damage or they snap its neck. Sorry for the gruesomeness but it's it's important to know because it's it's a great analogy because you have to think about your new idea or your fresh little story as an infant as a delicate tender infant you've got to support its head you've got to be very it's still got that soft spot the cold skull the skull plates haven't completely fused yet you don't hand your infant to just anybody and say what do you think of my baby uh, because some people are going to take the baby and hold it up and shake it and go I don't know does it talk does it walk does it do much it's no I don't know why I even like this baby this would be the example of someone uh, critiquing your story idea who doesn't care about the well-being of your baby really no one will care about the well-being of your baby as much as you do um, agents can be uh, harsh this way I wanted to say terrible but it's a, this is their job that your agent if you have one or if you get one their job is is to take the baby or the child or your you know really what you want to do is you want to wait till your book or your story is like a teenager um, with all of the attendant teenager toughness um, when it's like sarcastic and it doesn't care what any of the adults think because it's its own person and it's going to by God go out there and live its life that's when you show it to someone like your agent because your agent will take your teenager off in another room and interrogate them maybe punch them around a little bit and say can you stand up to this and you have to be the good parent and let it go wait in the other room and then when your teenager comes sniffling back to you and says oh the agent was so mean to me because I don't have these skills you'd be like that's okay honey we'll get you a tutor. That's my extended analogy. My point being that there are people that you can hand your infant to. Um, There are close friends, there are family, people you trust to even babysit your infant overnight, right? Because you know they'll take care of it. Dorinda is someone that I can share a very fresh new idea with, and she will not hurt my baby. I would not tell this any of these ideas to agent Sarah yet because I know that agent Sarah would say well look it doesn't walk it doesn't talk it's no good. (laughs) I have to wait until I grow it up a little bit. I could show my agent the the baby when it's like maybe seven and capable of having an intelligent conversation probably not before that. See what I'm saying. So trying to ask me what my idea was and no I'm not going to tell you guys sorry if you've been waiting with bated breath for me to uh, reveal the idea because you all are not necessarily good with infants some of you might be not all y'all um you could just be the ones who are very excited that 
I might that I have a new baby and you could like send me booties or something but you don't get to hold it <laughs> but it's funny when I told her the idea it's like my ideas are so not fleshed out compared to hers uh, you know because she like goes and outlines them and I you know so I just tell her like character and situation oh it's about this character in this situation oh, that's like my whole idea <laughs> and I can see her kind of blink at me she's like well that sounds really cool <laughs> cute baby so anyway um I do think that there is something to this that um when we are deeply working on something that we are pulling so much water up out of the creative well different analogy that it kind of splashes out and a lot of other things start coming up too and I think it's just a sign of of good flow it means that the that the creative juices are flowing and that we are coming up with good stuff so I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea but I do think you have to have a system for perusing and nursing those ideas and this is where Dorinda and I are totally different because she was telling me that she had an idea for our midwinter fantasy romance holiday I said that in the wrong order anthology um she said as she was driving her husband to the doctor in uh, another part of New Mexico I think a couple of weeks ago that she had this great idea for the story but then she forgot it and I said oh you'll you'll remember because I really do believe this I, I think well these things come back to us that they're not gone entirely and she is like my brain does not work like yours if I forget it it is gone. I still don't believe her I think it'll come back to her but she says no she and we were talking about vampires she said she'd had this whole origin story worked out for the vampires and that she's forgotten what it was and that she uh, wrote it down and she can't find where she wrote it down. So if you are that person and you need to write it down write it down but don't don't succumb to the urge to write too much. On the other end of the spectrum um, you know like Scalzi Jonathan Scalzi talks about that if he has an idea he examines it mulls it over puts it away if he still has the idea the next day he mulls it over some more puts it away if he still has it a week later takes it out mulls it over puts it away again uh, if he still has it a month later or a year later he does the same and he says if he has the same idea like a year later that's when he knows it's a good idea this is his answer to where do you get your ideas or how do you know that a story idea is a good one um, for him clearly he figures if it doesn't persist in memory that it's not worth persisting and I don't know I might be something of the same mind I I make notes about my stories sometimes if I want to make sure not to forget them or I'll write down a little bit like of a dream or something to capture that feel and then when I come back later and look at it it's not there the magic's not there. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert thinks that ideas visit you for a short time and that if you don't take them they move on and find somebody else that's in her big magic book which I think is an intriguing idea but I'm not sure I believe it. What do you guys think I'd be interested to hear 
from uh, you creatives out there. Do you write down your ideas? Do you save them? How do you how do you nurture them over time? On that note we'll remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye.